I absolutely love music. I can honestly say that there were times in my life where the music actually saved me. You know, it, it kind of drug me out of that that rabbit hole, in which I sometimes have a tendency to go down and just make sure, hey, you know, get out of the rabbit hole. Uh, but music has always been a constant companion. But yeah, it's, but I mean, Kevin, what you just said, I, I mean, that's, to me, music is spiritual, whether it's gospel or whether it's rock, you know, whether it's gospel in church or rock at a concert, Find your spiritual side, you know, go inside, find your spiritual side, find, um, find some new music that, that can evoke some positive emotion. You know, it's, it is hard. It's none of this is easy for any of us. Welcome to the Breathe Podcast, where we explore the intersection of faith and creativity. We interview artists from all walks of life to discover how faith plays a role in their art and expression, hoping to encourage you to live a life of creativity and faith. And now, please welcome your co-hosts, Derek Engel, Christian Mendoza, and Kevin Horton. Yup, yup. Welcome back to the Breathe Faith and Creativity Podcast. Welcome back and thanks again for tuning in. What is going on, guys? How y'all doing? doing awesome yeah i'm yeah, just breathing uh, <laughs> that's right we're all breathing that's good to know we're se- two i'm breathing let me check my pulse <laughs> we're two weeks into february i'm glad you're breathing there kevin good good job good job uh yeah, I am too. yeah chris how's it going how's your week been uh week's been awesome uh i actually did a video test over me with the bureau oh nice uh yeah, we actually had some prints and some stickers. We have stickers for the Breathe podcast. That's right. Up. We're going to give those out to the peeps. Hit us up if you want uh, one. Yeah, and then I did the whole Goodfellas uh, Godfather thing and paid tribute and gave some very important people some prints, you know, like nice. yourself and Marissa. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Thank you very much. Flow, uh, Props Pastor Corridor Flow. Miguel, that's right. Inez, like all the people that have that are kind of like my four pillars of yeah. creativity, spirituality. The people that have my back and so it's just my 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 creative hug to you guys for for, for making it happen that's awesome and well, yeah group everyone's hug. that's group right hug. yeah everyone's pumped we're told excited. y'all i mean we're gonna give it a mood multi, yeah multi-million dollar churches don't have this opportunity we're yeah. gonna milk this and yeah. we're just smiling we're beaming we're pumped that's right. Smugs and Hiles. Uh, smugs and, and Smiles. Uh, I said smiling, Smugs and Hiles. And you're muraling. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Not I'm saying. Chris, what am I doing? I'm muraling. That's right. Yep. <laughs> what yeah, about I you, mean, Kevin? How's your week? I'm, my, I'm, I'm just blessed. Yeah? Why? Just because i enjoying life and breathing and listening to rock music and breathing and working and just being thankful. Yeah, that's good. That's that's a good way to go. That's how we should all be every week, right? Yeah. L- listen to, to that inner child, it sounds like. Yeah. 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 That's, that's some inner child work right there. Did you say bleeding? We all need to do that. Or breathing? <laughs> breathing. There you go. But you're right, Chris. We have to listen to that inner child. Um, you know, speaking of which, for me, um, there's something that I've always wanted to do. I mean, I did it when I was in education, um, but I'm working with a, a, a gal. So shout out to Ann Wellman. Uh, she runs the Long Beach Community Theater, and she reached out to me a few weeks ago, 
And we're actually putting together a writing, a creative writing workshop that we're looking to get going in March. And so that's a, that's a cheap plug. Um, check it out on our social medias. Yeah. Yeah. By the time this airs, yeah. By the time this airs, um, you you should all see the social media posts, but we're going to do a creative writing workshop. It's nine weeks, uh, beginning in March. It's going to go throughout April, which April, if you didn't know, is National Poetry Month, and we're going to end our our workshop with a little show of writers and poets. And so it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Again, it's it's one of one of my child childhood dreams to. And to wh- where's this going to be at, Derek? Uh, it's going to be on Zoom. It's going to be on Zoom, right? We can't meet in in person, so we're going to set up oh, Zoom. Nice. And uh, so you know, it's not limited to a, a certain city. You can be uh-huh. anywhere international if you want to log in and um yo that's kind of dope yeah and then you know another thing i'm i'm, ge- I'm feeling really giddy uh, as many of you know I'm, uh-huh. I'm looking to open up a coffee shop and uh this past week i i i, I dabbled a little bit in roasting my own uh-huh. coffee beans and so um uh-huh. how was it oh i want to say th- so the first batch you know i was still getting used to so the first batch came out a little smoky you know, it, it didn't come out burnt. I, I for sure didn't get to the third crack, which is what they consider just ultimately just French roast. Once you get past that, yeah. you know, it was burning. And so, yeah, pretty much charcoal. <clears throat> yeah. So I didn't turn uh, my mechanism as much as I should on the first batch, but the second batch, oh, just, just, just shy of the second crack, what they call a um, uh, little past city roast. That's, that's what you want to get. And um, the beans that I got them from, the green beans, I got them from Nicaragua. And, uh, you know, the tasting notes are smooth, sweet and citrusy and, and the second batch. Yeah, it, it, it's right there. And so hey, hey, looking forward to it. Hey, you know what, hey, Kevin, what, and I want to know, right? When can, a bro- when can we get some? <laughs> <laughs> you know what hey, I'm saying? Let, let me perfect it. I wasn't going to say that, but. Y'all can't see Kevin right now. He's he's on Zoom right now, dialing in. And he he put his face <laughs> right up to the camera saying, I want my beans. Hey, don't worry, guys. I'm going to perfect it first, and then I'll go well, ahead. Well, everybody and wants to hear Boris oh, Cronkite. No, okay, hey, hey, all I know is this. From first-hand experience. Knowing Derek, a monster is born. <laughs> this fool could get crazy. That's right, man. Like with the remember with the figure skateboards. Oh my! Oh, goodness. that's right, dude. You we were and rocking Lester it. Had, you guys had skate parts, <laughs> and then with the hot sauce. That's right. The BTU hot sauce that was so hot you needed to apply it with a toothpick. That's right. Bro, after uh, after, after death, death dude. After death, like hot sauce. Dude, dude, we go crazy. Oh yeah, that's he right. Goes crazy, and so do I. That's right. So yeah, this dude's gonna be roasted coffee beans. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking during the sh- before the show, and you wanted to hear Boris Cronkite. I could say, "Well, I want to have your coffee." <laughs> exactly. There it I is. I want to I brown. I want. Yeah, because my boy could get crazy. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, in a good way. Soon, in a good soon, way, homeboy. Soon, soon. I actually ordered some more greens from different regions. I got some from uh-huh. from Wanda come in. I got some oh, from no. Costa Rica. Some from uh, some from Brazil. So it's gonna be Let's it's gonna be fire, people. man. It's gonna He's be fire. Talking about different continents. That's what now. I'm talking about. It's not regions, even man. Just like different cities. This is continents now. Man, I got I gotta crazy. know my stuff, right? If I'm gonna open a coffee shop, I gotta know my exactly. stuff. Exactly. So. And that's that's that that's that going overboard, almost psychomaniac attitude that you need. To that's be right. Dope. And that's I'm right. glad that you have that. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> we are rallying back and forth. I feel like I'm going to be on a wrestling match going, and in this corner of coffee, in this <laughs> yeah, corner of yeah, water. Yeah, Marissa's, Marissa's in that and home saying, oh my goodness, yeah. he's feeding the monster. Yeah, no. Don't feed the monster. Chris, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> if Coffee Beans was a wrestler, I'd be Coco Beware. Watch out. 
the single ladies and gentlemen, hey, while hey, they're always hey, talking Garrett, like this. I got the I'm, parrot. I got the parrot. You know what I'm saying? I'm That's right. Your <laughs> Man, we, we can go on and on. Hey, Kevin, you got an icebreaker question for us? Since this week's show is musically oriented. Yeah. What are your most favorite radio DJs from your childhood? Oh. Hmm. I could go ahead and take that. You want me to take that? Go ahead. Okay, so I wouldn't say it's specifically a radio DJ. Uh, but historically, yes, it would be Stretch and Bobbito mm. because they, they, they influenced Friday Night Flavors, which I didn't know historically. Yeah. And so for the fact that they were able to influence them, Friday Night Flavors, which influenced me, that's awesome. Yeah. But number one, it's Ed Lover, man. Ed Lover. Dr. Dre. That's right. From your MTV Raps. I mean, they brought New York to my neighborhood and they brought New York to me. Yeah. And it's a big part of who I am. I know it's a big part of who you are. It, 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 you know, I didn't have any brothers. I lived in the suburbs. I was so far away from it. And right when I heard Run DMC, Beastie Boys, LL Cool J, which we're going to talk about a little later, I fell in love. Ed Lover, Dr. Dre. I love you guys. That's right. Uh, you know, for me, uh, if anyone out there remembers AM 1600, the original K-Day, I know that K-Day, oh, K- K-D-A-Y okay. is now on FM. I got to say Craig Mack and the Mack Attack. That was, uh, that was a show I listened to as a child. That's what got me into hip hop. That's what got me into DJing, actually. Um, so I would say, yeah, yeah, K-D-A-Y, originally on 1600 on the AM dial, not the FM one. I know mm-hmm. they rebooted that. Uh, but yeah. Craig Mack and the Mack Attack, that was the, that was the station. And then you know, I, I do got to give props to the Asians out there. Theo from uh, the Beat. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, Ice, Ice, Ice too. Yeah, Ice. Uh, he probably isn't a, a traditional radio like voice personality, but for sure, uh, the homie DJ Icy Ice. He DJed all over the radio stations. He was on the Beat. He was on a uh, what 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 um uh what's the other stations he was on? I know he was on the Beat. Power. That's for sure. But yeah, Power One Hundred Six. That's right. Um, yeah, man, he's like taking pictures. Power One Hundred Six. I'm Love like, yo, I, I just got large. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? What's your uh, favorite radio DJ other than our guest today? Well, after all my plastic surgery, since I'm 5,000 <laughs> years old, it actually was Fred Flintstone, but I'm not going to say that. But <laughs> DJ what I will Fred. Say is, you know, <laughs> Frederick Flintstone. No, mine, including our guest tonight. No, notice I didn't say who it was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I said, including our guest tonight. Charlie Tuna. Oh, Charlie Tuna. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, from KRLA. And I got to meet him one time, and he had the same voice that I was, This is Charlie Tuna. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that as a kid, too. Yep. Not to be Love confused that. with Charlie Tuna from <laughs> Jurassic 5. <laughs> from New York. Yeah. Uh, Charlie. Yeah. Charlie Tuna. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but uh, Charlie Tuna, Rick Dees, Bruce Fidal. Oh, you got to give props yeah. to Rick Dees. Yeah. He's and yeah, our Rick guest Dees, that we have like, on. LA Legends. Yeah, like mummy. So, speaking of that, before we get into the rest of the show, don't forget we do have a brand new Instagram page. Thank you to everyone who has recently connected with us through Instagram. But, and you know who you are, the ones who aren't following us yet. Horace, what do you think about that? Make sure to check out for news and updates. Our Instagram at Read the Podcast and help us out by spreading the word. Otherwise, we know who are. Yeah. Oh, Boris, where did he come from? You know. <laughs> but then, while you're at it, go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and check out our Patreon page, and that's Derek Engoy. That's D E R R I C K, and Engoy is E N G O Y. And go ahead and support us. And like we said, 
we're going to be giving out some love bombs. We got stickers. We got the mural prints. Uh, I got old school breathe prints that I want to hook yeah. up. And yeah, man, let's give give some people some love bombs, some contests. So yeah, just go ahead and sign up on Patreon and give us some support at Derek Anyway. Yeah, and uh, I wanted to take this time again to remind everyone to please rate and review our podcast. Uh, I, I see you out there. I, we had a couple of new ones on the Apple podcast specifically, so thank you for that. Again, props to our recent friends who've given us the nod. Uh, so please, it's really easy. Go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Uh, review our podcast. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you're looking uh, to, to for us to talk about. We would love to, to answer that via show. And of course, while you're at it, make sure you you hit that subscribe button at any of the uh, podcasting platforms to automatically be reminded about upcoming episodes. We try to do them weekly, but of course, when life gets in the way, we can't. But if you subscribe, if we miss a week, uh, you will be reminded as soon as we get uh, get back into the rhythm. So again, automatically uh, hit that subscribe to get automatic in, uh, notifications regarding our uh, episodes. Um, and as Chris mentioned, I want to continue plugging this. We do have stickers, breathe stickers. And so if you want a breathe sticker, uh, hit us up on our Instagram page and let us know. Uh, but thank you again for everyone who's been showing love and support throughout the past, not just the past few months in season two, but all the way dating back to season one when we launched it way back in 2019. So thank you all so much. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Are you ready to dive into some fun? Let's dive. Right. Let's dive Let's in. Dive. Recently, I had the, the honor and the privilege of sitting down with two individuals who had a hand in making KLOS Radio 95.5 and 100.3, the sound. Man, look at that. From the 70s to 2017. And if you can count that much, I want to hire you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a writer, not a mathematician, so I don't know that number. That's right. Well, I wasn't hired for my looks. <laughs> um, but in 2017, these two people teamed up to host the Rock and Roll Confessional Podcast. Nice. And with the promotional expertise of CW West and the on air conversational tone of Guess who? Rita Wild. Woohoo! There we go. They've interviewed some of rock and roll music's best. Now they're here to talk to us. That's awesome. That's awesome. But before we do that, I want to throw off some things to the two of you. Sure. Yeah, definitely. What do you think are some benefits of listening to music? You want me to take that one? Or are you... Yeah, go ahead. I'm thinking. That's a good question. Oh, okay. All right. So benefits to music for me is, I mean, my, my, my creative idol is Miles Davis. You know, mm-hmm. musician wise but yeah. dude Picasso's really catching up but Miles Davis he 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 realized that uh outside environment kind of shaped what he would create and mm-hmm. that's kind of what music does for me like if you wanted to do something chill he'd go out to LA go chill by the beach mm-hmm. and if you wanted to do something hectic and kind of upbeat and up tempo he goes to New York yeah and he just kind of soaks up that environment and that's kind of what music music has that power as well yeah. I mean, CW talked about it in the interview. He's talking about music being a speech, spiritual experience. And mm. yo, he totally is. Yeah. I mean, we're talking punk rock. We're talking reggae. We're talking hip hop, you know, and we're not even talking about spiritual stuff, you yeah. know, or we're not even talking about gospel, you know, and these are spiritual things, man. It's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I think music, one of the benefits of listening to music is that it helps tap into your emotions, right? I, you know, I think all oh, of yeah, us yeah. at some degree, right, we've been talking about our mental health issues that we all have. And, you know, music just has a way of grounding us. You know, I, I can be somewhere maybe having a bad day. And let's say I turn on 
the radio or I'll hit shuffle on my, you know, my phone and on Apple Music or Spotify or or Amazon Music and yeah. You know, when a music when a, when a song comes on from let's say my childhood. Mm-hmm. Let's say a hip hop song in the 80s, maybe, you know, Friends by Houdini or or whatnot, you know, it, I automatically transport back then to a more simpler time, a more innocent time in my Velcro life. Velcro shoes. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Velcro shoes and pro wings, right? And yeah. uh and 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 linoleum floors for breakdancing. But man, I, you know and Nintendo. Yeah, and, and and that's how powerful music is. And it, it helps you it helps I, I think it helps to ground you back into the emotions and and I think a lot of times we try to avoid, especially as as men, I guess, if I can be, you know, um, stereotypical for men, we try to avoid our emotions yeah. just because it's oh, yeah. it's just I painted it's as safe. yeah, you know. But man, it, it, even when sad songs come on and and it takes me back to maybe a painful time in my life, at least it helps me process, you know. And the same thing goes for like Christian music, right? When when we yeah. when we sing songs in in church, one person told me once that, you know. Uh, worship music, you know, it, it's not really spiritual because it's more emotional and, you know, the musician can control the person's emotions in the congregation, but there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, music is emotional, yeah. you know, and I, I yeah. believe, you know, God created music to be that. And when it comes to worship songs in church, man, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not, like, I'll be honest, I'm not the the, you know, I'm not a person who will go out and listen to like your mainstream Christian radio station. It's just not my thing. Um, yeah. I'm more inclined to listen to like alternative bands, you know, like, uh, like, you know, yeah. Like, like, um, Same. you know, King, King's <laughs> kaleidoscope. I'll listen to yeah. anyone, any hip hop Christian artist from, you know, um, humble beast, like propaganda. You know, when I hear a song in church, um, that just hits me, I don't even have a favorite Christian song, but, there are times uh, where I believe God speaks through the music emotionally, and there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes, oh, I'm, big time. yeah, sometimes I cry. Sometimes, you know, um, I, I, I'm, you know, even sometimes some Christian songs lead me, or it, it invokes in me this this desire to do something for the kingdom. You know, like I can sit in church and and listen to a song. And after yeah. church, I'm I'm like, okay, where where can I go to serve somebody? Where can I go and and and, yeah. and give some money? Or where can I go to to to, to buy yeah. some lunch for someone who's hungry? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, you're pumped. You're inspired. yeah, because music. And again, that's one of the benefits of music is it touch on touches on your emotions and and it helps you process things. And so that's what I would say to that question. Yeah. Great great question though, Kevin. Thank you for bringing that up. Like for me, some benefits of listening to music, and I've said before in previous episodes, is it was my world. Yeah, I was yeah. I was little, I was a loner. So I would envelop myself in music and I would, I would literally tape the radio. I don't know why I got on that kick of doing that, but you know, cassette radio and I would tape hours of radio just to listen back to it. And, and I was just very musically oriented. I can't sing worth, you know what, but (laughs) I'm musically oriented. Yeah. And another question that, that I like to, ask is what are elements of creative music to you what are elements of creative music what are elements of creative what in far as far as like ingredients kevin like yeah yeah i mean for me yes i could dabble a little bit with the guitar but for me i played percussion a lot because percussion tends to be the the rhythm right the heartbeat of a song um 
you know, I, I would say that would be one of the most um, main ingredient, I guess you could say, uh, to and, and you know, similar to a lot of instruments, but with percussion. I mean, you can go everywhere with that. You know, um, whether you're playing the congas or you know the djembe, or the, you can go on the drum kit as well. Um, even piano is a percussive instrument too. So, and people forget yeah. that too. So, I, I think you know, percussion and percussive instruments um, is an element um, that that allows music to be. Uh, the creative vehicle that it is um and so versatile in terms of you know the directions it can go you know um because at the end of the day if you don't have uh you know rhythmic percussion section then i mean the whole song is out you know the whole song is like it, it it's it's off its track i guess if you will um well, so basically percussion is the heartbeat of the song yeah yeah i think yeah and then like for me i kind of touched upon it a little earlier comparing music and art I mean, they're all different ingredients. It's like a baseline is a horizon line. Mm. A color is a certain volume or a note or a certain instrument. A form might be a different instrument. And so as far as I'm concerned, I'm painting music. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it's much like a chef. You know, I'm choosing my ingredient or my sound, and I'm arranging it in a certain way. In a way, you're, you're the creator or a conductor or a chef. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, or or a poet. I mean, poet. I mean, Derek, you and I, we're doing the same thing. Yeah. You're just using words. Yeah. You know, and 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 that's what's so dope is a lot of a lot of these creative artists. We're all doing the same thing, just in slightly different ways. Yeah. And, and, and that's what's really awesome. Yeah. Well, the big question then is to bring it together: is how has music been healing to you? Hmm. Man, okay, go ahead, Derek. Oh, I was just gonna say, I mean, that's a good question, too. It goes back to your first question, right? It, it touches on the healing and or it touches on the emotions. And you know, to quote um, Bob Marley, you know, he said, When music hits you, you feel no pain, you know. And I, I love that line, and yeah, that's my man, yeah. And it's healing because, man, it, again, it goes back to the emotions and it helps you process. And and, and even if you want to just escape, I mean, how many times have oh, I just, I yeah, how many times have I left? quote unquote life jumped on my skateboard popped on my headsets and and just hit shuffle right um or you know pulled up one of my playlists that i curated and 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 played that you know and man i get so lost at times in the music that i forget the time i forget where i'm at if i'm riding my bike or riding my skateboard i forget where i'm at you know you just get so lost uh -huh. in it and it if anything and when we're talking about healing specifically let's say from a stressful day it takes you yeah. away for a moment, right? It it, it it takes you, you know, to wherever, you know, and again, uh, music for, as the listener, it's, it's up to our interpretation, of course. Um, yeah. And, you know, whether it's yeah. our interpretation is what the artist intended or not, I think it doesn't matter. I think it's, you know, how we get lost into it. I mean, yeah. you know, I still dig into crates when I go to record stores or bookstores that have records and I get lost, not even listening to music, but just uh, searching for music on vinyl. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's, 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 it's healing for the fact that you can get lost in it and, and have that momentary escape from life. And you know, yeah. right when you said that, I thought the old record store, you'd go into a music plus or, or warehouse and then you, there's just this sound of when you go through the album yeah. and it, it's, a, it's, it's like, yep. and you pick it up and you look at it, turn it over. And, and actually our, um, our guests today talk about the, the joy that they had in doing that. Yeah, so music for me has been kind of healing for the fact that, I mean, 
I would get the rush from going to live concerts. And mm-hmm. I got such a rush so much. And you just feel all that common energy, the energy that, that, that the band is giving off or the performers giving off. And it, it made me actually want to actually perform it. And, yeah. and, know, and knowing that it's a super awesome form of expression, uh, it's almost like, you know, like what you guys were saying. It's like a, a, an emotional enhancement drug, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It, it can enhance how you feel at any given time, whether it flip your emotion or whether it make it even stronger. And yeah, I totally believe music is here. EEDs. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the good kind. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to sound like EDMs, which is electric daisies. It's, it's, it's. <laughs> no, that's EDCs, Kevin. <laughs> I just, you know, I said it wrong. Just a <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, two birds with one rock, right? Tough crowd tonight. Gee, I'll be back here on Thursday. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, I've waited all week just to hear that. Hey, 2021, y'all. That's right. By the way, I, I wrote that piece. <laughs> and with that being said, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Our conversation with the hosts of the Rock and Roll Confessional Podcast, CW West, and the legendary radio DJ from 95.5, Rita Wild. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Breathe, Faith, and Creativity Podcast. Of course, I've got two very special people with me. I've got CW West and the incomparable, amazing Rita Wild with us. From the Rock and Roll Confessional Podcast. Hello, everybody. Hi, Kevin. Hello. Hello, hello. Such a nice praise. And, and uh, you got that little voice from God. I thought I was in trouble for a minute. <laughs> well, everybody th- thinks every time I walk into the room and CW can verify, they go, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Don't they, CW? Yes, they do, Jesus. That is correct. <laughs> yes. And I thought, is that a good thing? And, they, and I walk in, they go, oh, geez. and I go, well, well, thank you very much. Well, tell me about Rock and Roll Confessional. I have to confess, it's confession time. I love rock and roll. What we do here is first is tell us a little bit about yourself and then how faith and creativity has helped you and tell us about Rock and Roll Confessional. All right. Um, Well, Reitz, you want to talk about yourself first? No, I don't like talking about myself. You know that. So you start us. It was your idea, Rock and Roll Confessional. Yeah. Um, so me, I just grew up in loving uh, music. I grew up in, in Northern California. Uh, I'm 60 years old, probably a little bit older, but I grew up listening to San Francisco music. And uh, there was a station called KSAN, K-S-A-N, and they were kind of the first FM underground radio station. And they just were out there. They played all the great, what we would call classic rock now, but rock and roll then. And uh, I just listened to it at night and day and listened to the DJs and it was mesmerizing to me. I, I really fell in love with rock music. And that was kind of my passion through my life. It's like I always had a stereo. I always bought records, you know, any of the vinyl I could get, I would sit and listen to it passionately i would look at the album covers i would study them i would look at the inner sleeves i would try to figure out the artwork and how it's connected and all this kind of stuff so 
um, as I as I went to college in Southern California, I decided to uh, get an internship at uh, KLOS Radio, which is uh, in Culver City, and um, that's where I met Rita. And it was kind of my really my first foot in the door of getting into music. And I actually wound up staying there about 25 years with one year off to go to K-Rock Radio, which is uh, was in Burbank at the time. Then went back to KLOS. And I had a long, um, a long career there of, of being involved with music, which is what I had such a passion and a love for. The beautiful thing about passion and love, and we talk about that with the Faith and Creativity podcast, is that that goes hand in hand with people's purpose. And I, I think your story is amazing because you mentioned all you're mentioning all of the radio stations that I listened to when I was little. I absolutely love music. I can honestly say that there were times in my life where the music actually saved me. You know, it, it kind of drug me out of that that rabbit hole which I sometimes have a tendency to go down and just make sure, hey, you know, get out of the rabbit hole. Uh, but music has always been a constant companion. I um, was born in North Carolina. My father was connected with the service, so I uh, spent some time living in Germany. And over there, there was this really fascinating radio that, you know, I could get Radio Luxembourg on. So I just I was attached to it. I kept, you know, was just drawn to it and I'd play around with it. And, and sometimes I could get stations like KRLA in Los Angeles and WLS in Chicago. And it was like, I didn't really think anything of it. Uh, but then coming home from Germany, uh, it was quite an excruciating trip. I'll try to give the brief version of it. But it basically took uh, a week to get from uh, Frankfurt to, uh, to, to New York. And the reason why was because there were like several delays. One was uh, related to a snowstorm that they had to divert to Scotland. So we landed in Scotland and then we took off like a day later. And all of a sudden, somebody on the plane had this contagious disease. So we had to oh, <clears throat> move <wow>. around. <clears throat> yeah, move, move around and then get back to the, the base and then take off again on another flight. And then on that flight, you know, everything's cool. I'm sitting with my sister, my mom, and I'm looking out the window and I go, engine's on fire. Look at that. Engine's on fire. My mom goes, Shh, girls, you quit being crazy. No, look, really, engine. Oh, now look, the other engine's on fire, too. And uh, sure enough, the engine was on fire, and that, that created all sorts of, uh, of panic, as you might uh, recall. But I was still kind of young, and I didn't really you know, fathom the the entirety of it all. But you know, things like uh, we're gonna we're going to uh, have to dump all of the gasoline out. We're probably going to have to also dump luggage and all that kind of stuff out. Anyway, long story short, we land in a place called the Azores, which is right off uh, the coast of Portugal. Yeah, when we landed, it was like the, the runway was. Uh, completely covered with fire engines because they thought we would explode on impact. And it didn't. And then, believe it or not, we made it to New York City. And what's weird about that is because it was right around Christmas time. And my mom and dad, you know, they, it's like they're stuck in a week, you know, trying to get, get Christmas presents. Are you kidding me? You know, I'll never forget that Christmas. You know, it was just like just so amazing because. 
my mom my dad gave me a little radio and it was like oh this is interesting and so it was like i slept with that radio i you know just had it with me for so long we finally moved down to georgia and you know i'd take it apart and do all sorts of things with it and it just became something that was you know very close to me um one thing led to another and you know, i uh, picked up a guitar I uh, went through a thing where my father passed away when I was 13. Um, and that, I think, I think that kind of set me into some sort of different sort of spiral. But um, music always meant something to me. Music was my release, my salvation. Uh, you know, at that time, there weren't really a lot of women in radio, you know, and uh, it, I never thought of doing anything you know, in radio. But one day, one of my instructors at, at college said, you know, you've got a really nice voice and you really know a lot about music. You should be, you know, you should become a DJ. And it was like, what? I can be a DJ? When I started working at, or interning at a radio station as I was going to college, um, I, uh, you know, was just, just fascinated with everything of it. And I really loved the, um, the workings of how the music came into the building through the music director and then what got played on the air. That to me was the most fantastic thing. And then being able to go to concerts and stuff like that. But I interned, interned there for about two years because uh, I was getting money from going to college from the government. And also I was doing a little bit of work part-time and uh, one thing led to another. And then a couple of years after KZY, uh, the program director said, make me a tape. And I thought, okay, well, that's cool. I mean, you know, I'll need to think about you know getting serious about something, you know, because my instructor at Cal State Long Beach said, eh, you're not going to make it. You know, you got to try out something different. You know, don't you, don't you love that encouragement that probably stays with you <laughs> for the rest of your life, and you always re- and then you always remember. At least for for me, that's a feeling of yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. That usually that stuff when that happens, it just kind of grounds me, and it's like. Okay, I'm not good enough. Okay, now what? But but something just said, no, I'm having too much fun doing this. I'm going to, you know, switch colleges. So I left Cal State Long Beach and I went back to actually Fullerton Junior College where they had a really great radio program. And um, that's where I met somebody at, at KZY. So anyway, interned there a couple of years, blah, blah, blah. And, and the, the PD said, you're on the air next weekend. And it was like, what? You're on the air next weekend. Okay. Uh, okay. Wow. That talk about a trajectory. Yeah. No, it was, it was amazing. I mean, I'd, I am very, very blessed, very fortunate. And, and so certain, certainly know it. Certainly know it. How about you, CW? What, what's your story? So, uh, so I just, I interned for a couple of years at KLOS. I, um, I did what I could. Actually, I produced a show called The Local Music Show. Uh, Rita was the host of The Local Music Show. And so we did that for a couple of years. We had some fun bands on there, I think, like Lone Justice and Motley Crue. And we did some interviews every once in a while. And then we played local music. Uh, we even produced a few um, shows uh, we were, where we would you know, support the local bands by promoting a show. And we did those, I think, at the Palace. Uh, in Hollywood. I think it's called the Avalon now. 
Um, but there were some really fun bands that we did uh, with that. And then um, finally I got, uh, actually, then I went to K-Rock for a year because I got a full-time position. And then I went, left that, I went back to KLOS and had a full-time position. And I was in marketing and promotions there for probably the whole time I was there, which was about 25 years. So we are, our department was in charge of anything from advertising, like a billboard, a bus board, a television commercial, to um, running the, the radio station uh, giveaways on the air, giveaway trips and concert tickets and things like that. But then when we had our, our morning show, Mark and Brian appear, uh, that was also kind of stepping into a new realm of events that we created. Um, and that's where Mark and Brian would all of a sudden decide three days before it happened that they wanted to do a, a, a marriage with 250 people getting married at the same time. And we'd have to, we'd have to create this event and we'd have to figure out where to do it and how to, how to do it and how to produce it and put it together and what kind of things we needed. And um, it was a real, it was a real training for something that isn't actually isn't probably really even done anymore. I don't even know if there's morning shows that do that kind of crazy stuff um, anymore that we, that we did then. So, um, and I finally worked my way up to becoming the promotion director and it was, it was a fantastic experience. I had so many blessed opportunities, loving so much what I did and being involved with, music and concerts and events and making people happy uh, by creating these events. So it, it was really a, a blessed time in my life. So that's a good segue to my next question, which is how does faith play a role in your artistic creativity? Because, you know, I was raised, I was raised Episcopalian. Um, and to this day, my mother is still a, a minister uh, in, the, in the Episcopalian faith. Uh, where do I lie in that? Very far away from it, unfortunately. Or I don't want to say unfortunately, it was, it was my choice. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I took a vocational uh, test and they said that I should be a priest. Um, <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, but I think, I don't know, faith is belief and belief can be, uh, it can have a very wide definition. And, and I think it kind of comes down to, um, believing that what I want to put into things, something positive will come from that. And that's how I try to live my life. I try to find something positive in every day, um, whether it's whether, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was thanking people for working. When I went to the grocery store, I'm like, thank you for being here because I couldn't get my food if you weren't here working. Um, thank you for, you know, the gas station for for you know, just being able to be there so that I could get gas because so many people were panicked. 
And I think it's how we treat people in this world. I think um, compassion to me is almost a religion. Um, I think to me, Buddhism, which I feel like I'm much more Buddhist than I am Episcopalian, um, because I just think that we need to bring love into everything. And I'm not saying there aren't faiths. I mean, every faith, hopefully every positive faith has that. It's just what I've chosen is is really kind of more of a Buddhist way of of looking and and going through life. So to, to build upon that, how would how how does that affect your work and creativity, especially with rock and roll confessional? Because I, I think you're on to something. It's believing in a higher power or a higher uh, entity. And if I use the word God, to me, it's a, that's a very generic sense. Um, because again, there's also in religion, there's so many different gods, you know, and so many different gods can have so many different meanings to everyone. So when I say God, you know, it's just that higher power to me. Um, and it's believing in myself at times that this can be successful. It's not easy, as you know, starting a podcast and begging for money and groveling for listeners and trying to sell yourself. I'm horrible at selling myself, but I've learned through Instagram and Facebook and things that that's what you have to do if you want this to be successful. And so it's constantly learning all these new skills to, to move forward in all this. You know, what I've learned is I've learned that <clears throat> uh, radio and, and podcasting is much more than a decent voice because I'm, I, I, when I got into this, I realized how much work, like you said, goes, goes into that. There's, um, you know, we've been involved in themed events. Like we met through midsummer scream sure. and, and you go on the weekend or you go to Nam, for example, like you both have been to Nam. Mm -hmm. If, if the event goes off without a hitch, then the people behind it could have been two, two, 300, 400 people involved with it that you may never see, but they're the ones that created the event that you went to. Right. Much, much like a radio show, as you know, Rita, you know, you've given four hours. You've had a lot of preparation beside that. And then you have a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that no one knows about. You know, the station could go upside down and you're on the air. Is that correct? Oh, yes. <laughs> so many different times. Um, it, my, uh, adventure in broadcasting, uh, was basically taken at that broadcasting, not, not just be like a DJ or whatever. I wanted to learn everything. I wanted to learn about promotions. I wanted to learn very much about news and sports and, you know, just the whole aspect of, of radio. And eventually I found myself, uh, becoming a music director at KLOS. And, you know, after several years of that, I became the program director. And once you Get into one of those situations. It. Um, I, I remember having my mantra be uh, confidence, courage, strength, creativity. You know, I would like say that to myself on the way into work. You know, say that to myself uh, before I went to sleep because it was real important that you know integrity was involved in all those things, even even in the, the managerial positions. And that's one thing that I, I respect immensely about CW is I know that he fought several of those situations where he was the only person at the table saying, this is wrong. 
this is wrong. You can't do that. This is wrong. And, and you know, as history played out, he was proven right. Um, but on the air in, in things, let's see. Let's see what my... <laughs> Oh God, let me give you some embarrassing ones and then I'll give you like some honest ones and I'll try and throw it all in there. One time at the sound, uh, which was on the 19th story on Wilshire, right across from the uh, city lights from LACMA. Uh, oh, that was, you know, the first time working on radio that I had a view. I mean, you could see to the it's ocean. True. It was, <laughs> it was, yeah, you know, Casey Bryan Killer was, it was just you know, like cinder blocks. Floor. Exactly. Uh, there was a, uh, what had happened was there was a bomb, you know, supposedly a bomb. And they sent out this this horrendous signal, alarm saying, evacuate the building, evacuate the building. So uh, I was there with one other person that was doing some production work and, you know, just put the, the machine in uh, overdrive i guess you know just just hey handle yourself for a little bit i put in some longer songs went down and uh i saw what the thing was that they were questioning and i knew that's nothing that's nothing i i just knew don't ask me how i knew but i just knew uh and it was more like uh it looked like a big painting or a poster that was wrapped and it wasn't wasn't a bomb i could tell because we had those experiences at, at KLOS when the riots broke out that uh, we had armed guards on the, the top of our building and across the street, they were threatening to blow up the gasoline station. And, you know, we had gone through a lot of training at that time of like, what is a bomb? What do you do in a situation like that? And, and maybe it was just cocky on my part, but I, I knew at that time it was nothing. I just went back up. Uh, let's see what was another one thing. A fun thing was, uh, at, well, I guess it wasn't fun now that I think about it, but at KEZY, uh, we were doing a contest. Uh, uh, there was a new airline that had just started up with flights to Chicago. And so it was like, you know, forget what the contest was, but you know, if you win, you get to go to Chicago and they had all the big advertisers and station. I'm announcing it live on the air, and <clears throat> it came out and our winner to the shitty of Chicago. <laughs> like, and, oh. I, and I suppose that was live on the air. Yes, it was very live on the air. It was very live on the air. It definitely does. And and you you touched on one thing, Rita, that I really want to talk to you about is is about faith and self care. And how have you seen your art be? healing to others, especially being in the public eye or public ear. Have you, have you heard any stories of people that you've helped along the way just by being Rita Wild? Yeah, actually, the, there's been quite a few, to be honest with you. It's just very, um, very just life-affirming and reassuring. Uh, I've had uh, several people that basically told me that I saved their lives just by writing back to them or, or taking the phone call. I'm just one of those people. It's it's weird. Like I'll be in um, Citanella Pet Food and Supply, and I'm there just you know getting some cat food, and this lady's next to me asking me about cat food and all this kind of stuff. And I just said, so uh, so did you just get a cat? Yeah, just get a, got a cat. 
my daughter was at university and she just killed herself. And it was like, uh, okay, uh, well, you've got the cat now, right? So this is what you're going to take the cat. And you're going to, you know, do all the things that you can with this cat, because that's going to be your connection with your daughter. You know, so I had so many stories like that, you know, and I'm, I'm blessed, you know, and it's like, I realize that, um, uh, you know, I can absorb a lot of things and I know CW, uh, having been around me quite a bit, I know that last couple of years were pretty intense and, you know, there were days that I was just not in a great, great mood, just too much, too much world. And, and I can, uh, kind of can't imagine what that's like when you're a radio personality and you have your things going on in your life, whatever it could be, and you have to go in that booth and turn the light on to go on air and you have to perform. And yeah, it's hard I mean, to do that's, if, you, if you've got things going on. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the automatic thing that I think of was uh, 9-11. I was in management at the time and for some reason that radio that I still sleep with you know, I had it on, it was like 5.45 in the morning, and uh, don't ask me why I was up at 5.45 in the morning, but I just had it, and I was listening in the background, hoping to fall back asleep, but then I'd heard that about a plane hitting the uh, World, World Trade Center, and um, I, I listened to the AM, how they announced it, and then I wanted to make sure that the FM people, you know, on our station on KLOS were aware of it, and what the hell is going on and then just seeing that uh being in contact with uh mark and brian and their producer uh ted at the time just you know to be just just to be who you are and and to you know give the information out and they did a great job they did a great job mostly because they took a lot of phone calls and they just let people express how they were feeling but they also both you know knew that hey the show had to go on and but uh yeah so sometimes you just got to be a great cheerleader so you you do and we talk about on the podcast also about healing and about how Jesus talks about healing and and how he in the bible a lot he he healed people that were just regular people and to what i love is i have several stories and cw do you have any stories about being able to reach out to somebody at a, at a very pivotal time in their life and you didn't know that they needed you, but you helped them? You know, I think, first off, I want to say one of the things I admire about Rita is that she has a very healing voice. Um, it's very friendly and it's, it's very, it's something that you can really connect to. And so many of the listeners loved Rita and love for hearing that that voice of a friend every time she came on and 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 as spiritual as a rock dj can get that's what she has in her and and it's what she expressed every time um but to answer your question kevin i think you know one of the things that um i went in i didn't go into radio for this but what i developed was that I wanted to give back to the listeners. I wanted to show appreciation. And and I think Rita is kind of the same way. And um I, I remember we were at a concert um that we that we put on down at back when there was Irvine Meadows in Irvine, California. Um and 
one of the things we did there is everybody that came in automatically, I, I believe it was automatically got entered to win like a new Toyota truck or, or Toyota car. And um, so from the stage during one of the, you know, before one of the acts went on the stage, we, we announced the winner and I was out in, in the general area and this girl somehow i think i had a staff shirt or something and she came up to me and she goes i I won the car i'm like oh my god really and she begins to tell me how like she was at the bottom of her life you know moments before that like this was the last concert she thought she could ever afford and go to um and how she was about to get evicted from her home and and this car absolutely changed her life and to me amazing to me that was one of the things that both rita and i pushed for is that we everything as best we could because there's always upper management there's always people that want you to do something else and want you but we tried to do what we could for the listeners and so every time we gave away a ticket to a concert or something like that, and, and we got a, you know, a phone call saying, I couldn't afford this. This is the greatest thing. I can't believe I won these tickets, you know, or, or, you know, we, we'd give, there's times we would give away a lot of cash and there were so many people that their lives were changed from this. And to me, um, that is one of the main reasons that I loved doing what I did. It's because there was a way to give back. You know, there's there were times that we would have um, we would give away ten thousand tickets, and we would rent out Disneyland for the night. I can't tell you how many people were completely grateful for that because they haven't gone to Disneyland in ten and fifteen years because they couldn't afford it. And so, and to be able to take take their kids also was just like, oh my god, right. that's, you know, just an amazing. It's like a Willy Wonka kind of thing, you know, and just like you get a ticket. So yeah, to me that was that was so much of a spiritual side um, to to being able, you know, to give back to the world for for me being able to be in the position I was and to enjoy a, a job that I love. To be able to give back meant the world to me. And that's what really kept me going. Because if it was just the business aspect, I would have shot myself in the head many years before that. So that's just an amazing thing. And I want to throw a question that my co-host Christian had. And I want to like to send it to you, Rita. Because they wanted to ask, um, what about do you think about the fusion of hip hop and rock, especially that we've had recently? What are your thoughts on that? Is I think it's an amazing thing. Uh, when it first came out, uh, hip hop, you know, it's like people in the rock community were like, nah, you know, it's not going to work, not going to work. But then it was, you know, you kind of get the beast, Beastie Boys. And then you, at first it was like the Aerosmith and um, Run, DMC. Run DMC. Yeah, you know, and, and now it's like uh, being away from having to choose music for a specific radio station. I can listen to it a lot. Some of it I still don't like. I don't like the misogyny in it. But there are times when I can listen to it and it's like, oh, my God, you know, that's brilliant. 
that is just effing brilliant. Like um, some of uh, Marshall Mathers. What do you call him? Oh, Eminem, Marshall Mathers. Yeah. Some of his stuff. Some of uh, some Ludacris. Yeah. I like him like Ludacris. And um, stuff that completely turned me around was Hamilton, the play Hamilton, when they did, uh, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God. I've heard you know, that's fantastic. It, Oh, it you know it's it's driven in a hip hop kind of tone, but it's not all hip hop. But it just you know makes you appreciate it and understand it, and yeah, just completely floored with that. So it's amazing stuff, and, and I and I think and I'll and I'll shoot this question to you, CW. My other co-host wanted me to ask, what music era do you consider your favorite? Ah, oh, that's a great question. Um, God, well, let's. I'm going to knock out. Everything from 2000 forward. Um, now, let's, it's probably going to be the 70s or the 80s. The 70s had just psychedelic rock, you know, and it, they, these long songs, you know, like Roundabout by Yes or Green Grass and High Tides uh, by the Outlaws or, you know, so many Stairway to Heaven, you know. More psychedelic, and and I think eighties. Let's. I'm going to put away the 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 what we'll call new wave for the moment, but eighties rock. Um, I I think was kind of poppier and more hair band. Um, but then you had new wave, which just came in like a wild storm and and took over everything. I mean, rock stations were playing stuff from there. Uh, the top 40s were playing, you know, even if it was the Go-Go's, um, top 40 was playing it. And then you had stations like K-Rock, you know, who who kind of whatever, the alternative station. And they were playing it. So, I, boy, that's a great, such a great question. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with 70s only because it was a more influential time for me. And, and that's when, you know, Journey was before Steve Perry. and um, and you had just a lot of of these great rock bands that were just forming at the time. So, and you had the beginning of punk. You know, even at even the mid seventies was the beginning of punk. So you were we were getting all of that from from England was starting just to trickle in slowly. That's why I love about this podcast is we talk about how healing works with in all different genres, and I, I just think it, it's an amazing thing. Because especially with the pandemic, how do you think this pandemic has affected the music business? I, well, I know it's been adverse, but do you think it's been a positive thing? There will be a positive. I mean, now it's like, you know, it, it's bad because everybody wants to go to concerts. And we can't go to concerts. And so many bands and the musicians and all that kind of stuff that they want to uh, go back to work. You know, that's their, that's their livelihood and they can't, you know, so it, it's crippling people that way. But for the artists, I think that you're going to find some real magic within the next year, year and a half, two years of, of how people mm -hmm. will be reinterpreting that and, you know, describing that. And I'll also throw this out, too, is I, I, I recently dealt with depression. And this, this podcast, we talk about the real, reality of depression and how this pandemic has brought out more and more about depression so i i think it, it was a good thing in a way because it called attention to something that a lot of people wanted to push under the rug 
And recently I've had been going through some bad times and I started listening to the music of John Williams. Mm. And the one song that really uh, inspired me was the Superman theme. Mm. I, I cry when I hear that just because of the buildup. And so I can only imagine what it's like being in a, like, like you said, a, a shoebox, CW, having to answer the phone and, yeah. and hearing all these people. And you probably heard so many amazing stories of people that just rambled on because somebody answered the phone. But yeah, it's, but I mean, Kevin, what you just said, I, I mean, that's to me, music is spiritual, whether it's gospel or whether it's rock, you know, whether it's gospel in church or rock at a concert, and what hits that emotion? Pink Floyd's "Comfortably Numb" is another one of those songs. Yeah. Um, and, and it and and that can be for completely different reasons because that's kind of a very depressing song. But um, times like these to me is a really positive song. But still, I wanna I. I I cry when I hear it. I go to the concert and there's 10,000 people there and they're all throwing their fists in the air and doing guitars, you know, air guitar solos. And I'm sitting there in tears because this is such an incredible song. So I think going back, you know, to religious experiences and, and, and how important music is, um, at least to me, I, I think that's one of those crazy, incredible things that I live through music and I feel through music, you know, and, and, um, and that's, that's why when I feel most alive. That's yeah, when I feel most yeah, alive. And that's why dancing to me, dancing is such a great spiritual moment. You know, you listen to a song and you go out there and you dance on the dance floor. You go to a concert and everybody's jumping and, and having fun. Good God, that's wonderful. So bring it back to rock and roll confessional. What do you think, what, what is your main hope for the audience that you would like to leave with them once they listen to all of your podcasts? started this a couple of years ago actually about two and a half years ago um and it was from a friend of mine pam hummel who said cw you, you know all these people um in in the rock and roll world and interview them and get the stories out because everybody's got great stories and to me um i love hearing those rock and roll stories um it's to me it's like i i'm happy to sit around a campfire and um, if you can tell me these cool stories that that I grew up in, in that world but not knowing about, um, that's fascinating to me. Uh, it's like uh, this guy, um, his name is Leo Rossi, and he he was a roadie for Fleetwood Mac for five years, and and he he started off uh, when Long Beach had uh, wasn't the Long Beach Arena, it was Long Beach something anyway yeah it was the long beach arena. it was arena it was yeah and uh you know one of the first bands that that he got to work a show with in the uh in the late 60s was like led zeppelin and 
when he just starts going and talking about these stories, I'm like, oh, my God, I knew this and this about this band, but I didn't know this about the band. And just to hear all this kind of come up at, at, at the time in my life that was so influential, which is, you know, probably my teens and early 20s of, of loving music. It was discovering music. It was discovering these bands. Um, and so those are the stories I want to bring to people that from people that have experienced it that haven't always had an outlet you know it's it's like some of them we haven't heard from in a long time and some we have and we try to go in there and we try to we try to find bits and pieces of things that haven't been talked about for a while or that that haven't aren't completed stories i hope it's something that's really entertaining for people that are fans of music for me one thing that I, I absolutely love in getting to talk to people. If you get them in a level where you can talk to them is to find out that, you know, they're all kind of alike, you know, we're all kind of alike, all of us that, you know, have this, this passion for music and for creativity and spirituality and it all kind of festers and grows. Um, it, it's kind of interesting to see how those people uh, were when they were teens, what it was like. And most of them just, you know, Hey, I was like the nerd. I was like, you know, just the, the outcast, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, millions of people love these people. And then you get into the things that, um, cause some, cause some downfalls, like a lot of drugs, a lot of drinking, that kind of stuff. And then you find, you find out how those people will crawl out of that. And then, you know, still have that creativity and still have that passion. And I just, I, love seeing success stories like that 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 really does amazing things and what i love is cw behind you is a a mutual love of ours the haunted mansion (laughs) and 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 rita mutual love of ours is klos radio and and rockline and and all those things because you helped my brother get through some very trying things because he was like, I'm just going to go listen to real Rita wild. I go, who is this wild Rita? He goes, no, Rita wild. And, and, and I just realized that each of us have a purpose. And what I love about doing the podcast is I'm just telling the stories about me and somehow in other countries, I'm making somebody, I'm making their day. And, that's what's nice about creativity and faith is we, we just like to real draw together that they're all concurrent and they all make a difference. And I think what this has done with, with the pandemic, at least for me and for CW and everybody is it's actually broadened our horizons mm-hmm. and it seemed like it really shrunk our horizons, but I think our lives were so busy Right, that we were missing a lot of things, and so it brings clarity back to everything. So, as we close, I would say, Rita, what one piece of advice would you like to give to our listeners that is all about Rita Wild? Keep the faith. Uh, don't stop believing. All song titles. No, it's it, it's amazing, especially during the pandemic, and we're still going through it. And we'll for a couple more months. You know, it just, it, the safest thing is just stay out of the rabbit holes. 
you know, that's, you know, if I find myself going down a rabbit hole, it's like, oh, no, 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 read it. Stop. Time out. Time out. You can't go in there. And then it's like, no, I'm going and I'm going to slide in that rabbit hole and I'm going to go through all that stuff and all the sewers of my mind. And then, you know, you get flushed out and then it's like, I don't want to go back there. But, you know, you have to tell yourself, don't go down the rabbit hole. I mean, it's important to important to think and be aware of these things, but but also to know, to have faith, to have hope mm. that, you yeah. know, it's it's going to, this is going to be over. Well said. CW, how about you? Find your spiritual side, you know, and go inside, find your spiritual side, find, um, find some new music that, that can evoke some positive emotion. You know, it's, it is hard. It's none of this is easy for any of us. Um, but you've got to find something positive with it because we're going to get through this. You got to just stay safe. So you make it to the end of this and find some great new music, you know? I'm more than happy. Even maybe, yeah. What? Maybe it's something too where you you create your own music too. Sure. You know, maybe you've never done that, or you're, you're painting, or like you're writing poetry, like that girl on the uh, oh. at the uh, inauguration from Los today. Angeles. Yeah, at the inauguration. God. She was just amazing. She was twenty-two. Yeah. Yeah, twenty-two years old, and just what beautiful prose, oh. and just ah, uh, it was great. And you know what? I think everybody has that. A lot of people say, well, I'm not talented. No, no. You got to sometimes just peel back some of the layers and go, oh, okay. You know, I, I might be kind of good at that. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or I like writing. I like drawing. I like doing this, doing that. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up, we would like to play a, a little bit of lightning round with both of you. Yes. If this is kind of fun because we, we like to do it to where you don't even really have to think. You just, the first thing that comes to your mind, I'm going to give you two choices and you get to go. And I'm just going to um, toggle between both of you. This will be fun. Who oh. wants to go first? Rita goes. Ladies first. Okay. Alice Cooper or Kiss? Mm. Can I say both? No. That's good. CW. <laughs> CW. Sticks or Blondie? I go sticks. Sorry, sorry, Debbie. Rita, Casey and the Sunshine Band or Gloria Gaynor? Uh, did Gloria Gaynor do "I Will Survive"? Sorry, I see. I, these aren't supposed to be questions. Uh, I love that song. I will survive. Not that I love it, love it, but it's inspirational. And Casey, you know, I neither. CW, <laughs> CW, <laughs> Joan Jett or Deborah Harry? Deborah Harry again. Okay, I'll give it to. Oh, I'll give it to Joan. Sorry, Debbie. Rita, Steve Miller or Run DMC? Can I choose? Can I have another question? No, you have to answer <laughs> one of these. You know, I like the early. Uh, I, see, I'm expounding on these. That's why no. the, our podcast goes so long. Um, both. And last one, <laughs> CW. You're going to love this one. Midsummer Scream or Midsummer Scream? All right, I'll go Midsummer Scream. Oh, that's a good one. Halloween. And, and, and Rita, rock and roll confessional or rock and roll confessional? Rock and roll confessional. She got one. Absolutely. Yes. How did I know that answer? Well, <laughs> I want to thank you guys for your time. As we wrap up a little bit, 
how can people follow you on social media and how, how can they find rock and roll confessional? Well, thank you for asking Kevin, because we're on our second year. Like you are, we're almost parallel to you guys. Um, uh, so you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Amazon music, almost anywhere. If you just Google rock and roll, a N D roll confessional, uh, you can find us in Google. Um, you can find our website, which is rock and and roll confessional dot R O C K S, which is a real extension. Um, and we're also on Instagram at rock and roll confessional. So, um, those are the best places. And, uh, we just ask, give it a listen. We've got probably 30 plus shows that we've already done and we've got more coming. And, uh, if you like rock music and you want to hear some great stories, it's the perfect place to listen and like us and share us and follow us and whatever ish on, on social media. Thank you guys for Thank you, being Kevin. on the podcast. And, and I really enjoyed this interview. Thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. We appreciated it. And yeah, everybody be blessed and, and just go smile and share a smile. <laughs> Thank you once again to Rock and Roll Confessional and its host, C.W. West and Rita Wilde, for a very heartfelt but joyous look into the healing power of music. But some things to discuss, I mean, it was a very, very heartfelt interview. And all I kept thinking about listening during that interview was, that's Rita Wilde. <laughs> that's the voice of Rita Wilde. Like, I've oh, listened man. to her voice. But I, I was like, I was so much fanboying. She was laughing at me so much. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so I say, you know, how, what, what do you, th- how do you deal with mental rabbit holes? They mentioned rabbit holes. Yeah. And what do you think about that term? Uh, let's see rabbit holes. I mean, I understand exactly what she's talking about. It's kind of like the precursor to serious depression. And I've kind of been there and I know, you know, be, having bipolar disorder, I kind of know what could set me off. And so we've kind of been talking about it over the course of the season or all the previous episodes. I mean, I'm hanging out with you guys. I'm talking about uh, doing creative projects, having something lined up in the future. Uh, I'm hanging out with good people and just people that are pushing me to do better. And that's that's the way how I'm just completely avoiding it. And considering it's lockdown, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm grateful for that, just like you guys. Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, um, I was a huge, in my younger years, maybe late high school into college, I was a huge conspiracy theorist, um, or at least I believed in them. And man, you know, how many rabbit holes can you go down? But I think, you know, with with the idea of just rabbit holes, how deep we can get into it and just keep digging and digging and digging. And for Rita, she, I love what she said, and I quote, she said, music saved me. And yeah, I love that. Yeah, oh, I love that. In reference to her going down the many rabbit holes, you know, and it, probably not conspiracy theories for her. Maybe it's other things, but we all have these holes that we tend to go down. Um, but that resonated with me uh, because music, again, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, you know, it truly has a way of taking us away to another place, um, and it prevents us, I think, from going down rabbit holes. Um, unless you're listening to, you know, highly politicized political bands, um, you know, who have uh, a or lot. Or Jefferson Starship. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but as we said at the beginning, right, music has a way of healing. It has a way of soothing us. Even if it's just for a moment in time, music is a powerful thing. And, and yeah, it just, and, and I'm looking at my notes right now. Um, 
that's what I wrote down regarding what Rita said, like music saved her from going down the rabbit holes. And I think that's, you know, in addition to what I said at the beginning of the show, that's another reason why music's important. It kind of, it has a, and I'll say it this way. I know you don't want to hear this from, from Christians, let alone Christian pastors, but man, music has a, it, it's magical in many, in many ways. And it, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. You know, so that's what I would say regarding the whole rabbit trail, rabbit hole, uh, idea and it you know music saving rita yeah good question yeah, find a passion lose yourself in a passion and yeah. it's healing yeah and the part i was going to say about two things about cw is what really fascinated me was he really enjoys and and i i know him personally so he really enjoys looking at album covers mm-hmm. and he would take hours to look at them and hours oh, that's to a end lost them. art yeah yeah, yeah. album cover art mm-hmm you know, you you know, speaking of CW, uh, you know, one thing for me regarding him, right? Although his faith has shifted a little bit from what he remembers from his parents, right? I think he had mentioned his parents were Episcopalian, um, and now he's leaning more toward a Buddhist type of philosophy. Um, but there's something definitely, you know, there's something in in the sense of gratitude that you get from hearing from him. Um, yeah, it just comes off that he's a very grateful guy. Yeah, I'd like to expand on that too. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool guy. And he tries to live a life of gratitude and he expresses it wherever he can. Right. And it's some, and it's something that we should all be in a rhythm of doing, um, right. Expressing our gratitude to others and showing our appreciation for the things that they do. It's a powerful thing. And, you know, when I was listening to that interview or when I was editing that interview, um, that's something that I kept on rewinding or, or, or not rewinding, I guess it's not a tape, but you know, just going uh, back and just yeah, it resonated with you. Yeah. It's, it's this idea of being grateful and, it's uh, it's truly, I mean, it's something from the Christian perspective, it's something that we should all live and strive for, but it truly yeah. is a lost art to express, not just to live in the spirit of gratitude, because you can do that. You can walk around and say, I'm grateful, I'm grateful. Yeah. But the expression of gratitude toward others is a lost yeah. art these days. And, you know, yes, we say thank you. And I think we throw that word yeah. around, but to truly find a moment in time to pull someone aside and just show your gratitude for whatever they might have done to you. Of or for you in appreciation for that act, and, and and that's one thing that stood out about CW for me. Yeah, CW is totally cool. He's talking about compassion. I mean, you know, and and how he realizes that you know he's not claiming to be super religious. That he went to the Buddhist side. He's choosing kind of what works for him, and he's realizing that this this blanket of compassion or kindness is kind of disappearing in front of our eyes, and he yeah. feels it, and he recognizes that, and he's kind of doing his thing to yeah. make it better. Yeah. What I also enjoyed was the childlike way that he says, went up to the, all the storekeepers and saying, just the way it, it came off out of his mouth is, thank you, because if you weren't here working, I wouldn't get my food. Mm. And, I, and I, that kept, like you, Derek, I kept going back to that going, that's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. And, and if I can like kind of springboard back to Rita real quick. Um, Rita also talked about how she never got into radio for the money. And I love that, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it speaks volumes about pursuing your passions. And we've talked about that over the past couple episodes. You know, we talked about that with Megan last week with her passion in, in, you know, the CBD oil company, but you know, sure for Rita, you know, I'm sure the money ended up becoming a great perk in what she did, but how many times have, have people settled right in life? And how many times have people ditched their dreams for something they didn't really love doing? 
Um, and I love how Rita got into radio because she just loved doing it. Right. And her, her, her love for radio started when, you know, she got this radio for Christmas, right. When she was a little girl. And can you imagine like being this bright eyed little girl looking at this piece of technology, taking it apart. She even talks about trying to understand the radio and then being so enamored with it that she pursued it as a career. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And and that's one thing that I truly appreciated with her sharing that part of her story. Yeah. Yeah, another thing with Rita, too, that's awesome is she answered the call. You know, yeah. like in college, they're like, yo, you're on the air on the weekend. And yeah. she slayed her Goliath, even though she may not understand it that way, but she did. You know, and, and I think like seeing people do that and do it from a pure pure standpoint of dignity, which you were kind of bringing up, Derek, mm-hmm. that's so hardcore. Yeah. I mean, it's coming straight from the love, and she got all the fruits of of her labor and she deserves all of it. I mean, it's a walking encyclopedia. And I think that's why she was in it for so long because she truly loved what she was doing. You know, that's right. You know, and and yeah, it was so encouraging to hear that. The part that I love about watching or watching and watching and listening to the interview because it was a Zoom interview was the fact of when she told that story of when they were flying from Germany to the United States and how long it took and the the story where she took looking in the in the plane looking around going the engine's on fire yeah yeah and, and the other engine's on fire and they're they're like be quiet go, no mom both engines on, are on fire and it, that, that story just resonated with me about that about how many times we think that we're gonna our plane's gonna go down and then she they thought the plane was gonna explode upon impact and then they just landed yeah you, you know kevin it's it, as i'm listening to that part of the story you know her her ability to to recapture that you know amazing. point in her life was amazing and i could just imagine you being in that interview live listening to her i had this fortunate privilege of interviewing someone who fought in world war 2 still alive and um you know not for the show but i interviewed him for my job my other job and man i just hit record and i just sat there i asked him one question and the dude just kept going on and on and on and on and and granted you know he does you know, I think he he he's at the 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 cusp of having dementia because there was a lot of times he repeated yeah. himself and and such. But man, I just couldn't interrupt him. I was so lost in his storytelling. Yeah, and that's another thing with Rita and even CW, where the art of storytelling seems to be lost as well. And when you have someone who can recapture their life through words yeah. and through story, it's so yeah. fascinating. And that's you know, it didn't even feel like I was editing the the show when I put it together. Yeah. It was. I think Rita would be an awesome poet. Oh, yeah. I think He's so too. talking like a comic book, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, you could just see pictures. It's so vivid. Yeah, it should be good. And, and so soothing. That, so soothing. Her voice is. Yeah, very much so. The other part that that stuck with me was, and it resonated so much, is when her college professor said, "You're not going to amount to anything." Mm. Oh yeah, that's another one. Yeah. yeah. And do something else. Don't go into radio. Then fast forward to that part where the program director says. Oh, you're on this weekend. Yeah. Why? Yeah. yeah. By the way, you're on here this weekend. Hey, but she stepped up, you know, and, and that, that was a big thing to do. And yeah, man, she, it created an icon, you know? It, it, I mean, that's a, point, that's a point of no return. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, we almost didn't have her if she did not say yes. So good, good for you, Rita. That's right. Another question I'd like to ask is, we and we always do this, and that's why the Rock and Roll Confessional 
podcast is so interesting to me because they they dive into the the long forgotten stories of live musicians and i i thought that this question would be good to ask of the two of you and all of us uh-huh. why do we put rock and roll musicians on such a high pedestal mm. you know what actually i was thinking about it and it's kind of like in the movie fight club tyler durden mm. you know the, the ed norton character uh brad pitt it's kind of a dark way to put it, but I think rock stars in a way are kind of like the like someone's higher self if they truly got rid of all their inhibition, that self-doubt. Yeah. Because that person's living free. That person's flying. And there's that that, you know, that one that kind of does the gulliver traveler to you, you know, and straps you down, that little voice. You know, you once you start cutting those little things off, those things that try to shackle you down to the ground, then you could fly. And I think maybe that's why we look at rock stars like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, they're doing right. They're living out their 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 passion, their gift, their dream. Right. And I exactly. Think the majority of humanity, I would say all of humanity, they have dreams growing up. They have desires. But, you know, as I said earlier, a lot of people settle. And when we look at rock and rock and roll musicians, I'll even throw in any kind of artist, uh, athlete included. You know, oh yeah, they're, athletes they're, especially. They're living out their their childhood dreams, and it's something admirable, and it's exciting. And I think we tend to live vicariously through those who've gone before us to actually do something about their passions. And you know, I, I'm not saying that when we don't pursue our dreams, we live with you know a life full of regret. But I think there is a sense in us that says, man. I wish I could be doing something that fun. I, I wish I could be doing something that I've always dreamed of. And we look at these mm-hmm. rock and roll musicians who are doing it and we put them in, on such a high pedestal because of that. They're living examples yeah. of people who pursue their dreams. And granted, you know, there's a lot of luck, you know, when it comes to quote unquote making it, you know, being yeah. at the right place at the right time, of course, because yeah. we also know some very talented musicians who are not you know, public figures um, who are probably even better than half of those, even more than half of those. Yeah, the, the, that's the Earl Manigault story. You right. Know, the guy that's supposedly better than Jordan. Yeah. And so you, you will never see them. You know, they'll never see the the, the public time of day, I guess, if you will. Um, but, yeah. you know, for those who pursued it and actually made it, you know, after getting over the hump of luck, you know, or maybe it wasn't luck. Maybe they, you know, there's some, and I want to give credit to those out there who actually put, put in the work and, and who actually pursued it and, 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 you know, grinded away. I remember, uh, what's his name, you know, you know, speaking of basketball, right. It's, uh, uh Jimmy Butler, you know, yeah. like I hear the story that, that, Oh yeah. Know, the lawn furniture in the pad that, and, and, you know, he, he went to a McDonald's to submit his resume or to submit, you know, just to, to get on the map and because he didn't have internet. And, and I mean, he has this story where, you know, he has this mindset that, you know, he, or I forgot what it was. It wasn't a, a, you know, a resume, but maybe it was like an application to a college or whatever it was. But man, he, he didn't let the, the fact that he didn't have, you know, these luxuries, if you will, like internet or whatnot, stop him from pursuing mm-hmm. what he loved to do. And so again, I don't want to uh, negate the fact that there are definitely many people out there who pursue their passions wholeheartedly and with hard work and mm-hmm. much props and credit to them. But I think anyone in the public figure who are doing it, who are living out their dreams, we put them on this pedestal because of that, because maybe mm-hmm. there's something in us to say, man, I wish I did that. I wish I could. Do yeah. That. You know? Yeah. I, I know in our Bible studies, I remember Pastor Michelle asking the question, what would you do if you had full support? Yeah. What's yeah. your dream job? And it, I think yeah. that's what it might be. You know, before I left that church, you know, I was a part of that. Yeah. Uh, I think the round before you were there, 
mm-hmm. um, Kevin and Chris. And, and one of that, that was a similar question. What would you do if you had, if money wasn't an issue? And I remember yes, my, that's the one. Yeah. And I remember my answer was I would open up my own coffee shop and here I am, you know, granted I didn't have to invest any of my money because mm-hmm. uh, the money's there, but here I am, you know, just again, for me, I don't want to say it was luck, you know, as a believer, you tend not to say it was luck. Maybe it was the leading of God. It was an opportunity that he put in our laps to steward Mm -hmm. well, but here's an opportunity where I get to live out one of my dreams is to open up a coffee shop and Mm -hmm. and run it for the community, you know? And so I think it boils down to, and this is maybe deviating from the original question, Kevin, um, but it boils down to stewardship. You know, if you're given an opportunity, what are you going to do with it? You know, if, 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 if a record, you know, label comes knocking on your door what are you going to yeah. do with that opportunity if yes if, if a, yeah if a if a if a pastor in culver city says hey derek do you want to run and build yeah. this coffee shop what are you going to do you know mm-hmm. again it boils down to how are we stewarding the opportunities that we have and a lot of rock and roll musicians i believe have stewarded the opportunities that were presented to them yeah just like rita did yeah here's your, you're on the weekend absolutely <laughs> Let's do it absolutely I, I can't agree uh, more just about, I could go story after story after story with CW and Rita about, about how they just encourage me to just pick up the ball again and run with it. That's right. Mm-hmm. So many times I want to, I want to get rid of the ball and they, they always keep telling me, Hey, you dropped this. Yeah. Well, you know the what ball. they call that in football speak? It's called intentional grounding and you don't want to do that, Kevin. <laughs> or the fumble rooski. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is bad. That's my new last name, Fumble Ruski. <laughs> Kevin Fumble Ruski. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But you know what, Kevin? Kevin, you're still, you're still, you're just so money, and you don't even know it. <laughs> I do know it. I'm just humble. <laughs> well, boom! There it is, guys. Great, great chat it, it you know quite honestly from my perspective it was odd being on the other end where i wasn't really navigating the discussion great job kevin um i only crashed once <laughs> yeah well hey that's what post post production's for right <laughs> make everyone sound good um yeah, but i'm looking forward i know that verse yeah i know kevin you got a, a few more interviews lined up which you'll be able to lead the show same with you chris i'm looking forward to that yeah uh, i don't know about you guys but i'm having so much fun with these conversations it's i look forward to our monday recordings um oh i do too it's yeah. one of the highlights of the week it's like monday night recording <laughs> yeah know? and and i think we kicked off the season with you chris saying that it's yeah. like you know therapy without having to pay and that's what it truly is you know being yeah. able to talk out our lives over these various topics that that you know, come up during these interviews. And so, yeah, again, like I expressed uh, a few times over the past season, thank y'all for joining me on this yeah. journey. Uh, to, hey, thank to you make for this inviting show, me. Yeah. To make the show better than it was yeah. last season. And I credit the both of you for hopping on and, and making it what it is. So thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah, guys just, for... just like I'm feeding the coffee roasting monster, you fed the <laughs> art monster. So you created right. this monster on this side. That's right. We're okay, all monsters. Man. I'm just a monster. That's right. No, You're just a monster monsters. with a deep voice, we're Kevin. Out there, we're out there slaying things. You know what I'm saying? That's actually, right. actually, this is all a ruse. I actually sing soprano. There you and go. I'm, and I'm actually, I'm actually. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's because it's Jose right there, right? This is, this is all an illusion. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. Well, well, awesome, guys. Thank you so much. And and, and for the for you guys out there, thank you again for tuning in this week. Um, as we say at the end of every show, don't forget to rate and review our podcast. Hit that subscribe button to get automatic updates. Uh, we'll see you on our Instagram page at breathe.podcast. Again, stickers, stickers, stickers. Hit us up if you want one. Uh, we'll get your information. Shout outs to really quickly shout out to Ronnie Robles out there, artist uh, in the LA area. He hit us up for a free sticker. So I'm sending one over to him oh, this coming word? week. Word? Dude, let's word, word. Hey, let's hook him up since he's the first. Yeah. With a print. Sorry. Let's do it. Send it to me and we'll, we'll send it. We'll send him a oh. package. Yo, so if dude, you're, we're gonna drop him some animals, you know what I'm saying? If you're listening, you're Ronnie, uh, we're, we're gonna hit you up, bro. We're gonna hit you up, bro. Um, yeah. And also, Reason of course, style. yep. Uh, if you're moved in any way, please head to our Patreon page. Hit us up with a monthly support to keep this podcast going. Um, we are uploading so many episodes per month. We intended to do two. And it looks like we're going every week, so we had to up our tier on our hosting site. So we're, we had to incur a little bit more um, monthly finances and, and and so any bit will support and help us on the patreon page we just uploaded a couple of new um, original music that you hear each and every week on our show uh so that's one of the perks um i'm also working on a couple of new books and so one of the higher tier perks is you will be given naming credits in these books um and advanced copies as well so those are some of the perks for the patreon page but until next time be the light, extend your hand in love, and make peace with someone this upcoming week. Stay blessed, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Kill the keep. Yeah. Listen to the yeah. <laughs> Get high. Get low. Get something. We're desperate here. Do Please help. Send money. Yeah. Hey, man. Darker and darker as the world. As we speak, he's dark to the count, baby. Aw, yeah. Honorary dark to the count.